Do you deal with bloating, abdominal pain, and urgency? You might think that you are the only one feeling that way, but it turns out that 20% of people have IBS. That's one in five people. If you're tired of feeling this way, you are not alone. Tune in today and learn the key causes of IBS and some things you can do right away to help. I'm Lisa Smith, once pharmaceutical rep, banker, and Marine, turned CEO of a wellness center designed to help you with personalized solutions to your most pressing health problems. And it wasn't that long ago that I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and overextended. Having a baby and a toddler at home, being newly diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and not having the strength or energy to do all the things I needed to do. That had me all about undone. What I found was that getting to the root causes of my health problems made all the difference in my health and in my life. Pretty Well is our place to talk all things health and beauty in the wellness space. It's where Ashley Bennett and I bring little-known but completely doable missing pieces of your wellness puzzle that can be a complete game-changer in your life. I come to you each week along with the beautiful, brilliant, and super fun Ashley Bennett to uncover holistic health and beauty topics centered around mind, body, and lipstick. Now, let's get started. Hi, welcome back to Pretty Well. I'm Lisa Smith. I'm Ashley Bennett. And we are so excited to talk with you today. If you struggle with digestive problems, if you have bloating that really bothers you and at the end of the day you feel completely full like a balloon or you have to know where every bathroom is because mm-hmm. you just never know when nature's going to strike or you have really troubling constipation, then you are going to want to tune in today because mm-hmm. we've got the show for you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Imagine though having a condition that bad that you truly can't leave your house sometimes or yeah. when you do leave the house you're like mapping out the locations of the bathrooms it would be miserable oh, no one wants to live that way no so miserable and this is pretty shocking one in five people mm-hmm. yeah it's really common right yeah. yeah one in five people so it's like 20 percent of americans yeah deal with this it's like way more than i ever would have thought it's a ton. Mm-hmm. So just think anytime you're in, say, the grocery store and you look at a, a like a bunch of people, you're yeah. like one in five one of, of you, you has IBS. <laughs> one of you has to poop. This is, oh my gosh, <laughs> one of you all. It's just awful. It's awful. And the thing is, you know, it is distressing. Have you ever mm-hmm. gone through a time in life? I have. I have had IBS and um, where every night you are so bloated. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking for the stretchiest sweats and the Aww. stretchiest. Just like, to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so miserable. You know, we have a client here who she, her job was to be very involved in public events and she had very severe IBS. And she had to know where every single bathroom was Mm -hmm. because the urgency would strike so fast Mm -hmm. that if she didn't know where the bathroom was, she would be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of thing is very disruptive to your life. And we've had other clients who have said, I decline on certain days, depending on how my gut is feeling, I will actually decline invitations to go to lunch or coffee with my friends because I just don't know yeah. what the day's going to hold That's for me. That's so sad. No one should have to live that way. No, for sure. Yeah, I 
I agree. And and the thing is, you know, so many times when people go to their doctor with that, they're told, "Oh, you need more fiber." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to I'm going to prescribe a fiber supplement Quick for fix. you. There you go. Goodbye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it goes from that to things even worse like anti-spasmodic drugs or even worse, some folks are told, "Well, it's due to your anxiety." So, we're going to put you on an anti-anxiety med. Mm. And it's just, um, I know I've talked to people and they're like, I'm not really anxious in general. I'm just anxious when I can't find a bathroom. So I don't need an anti-anxiety med. It's not all in my head. No, I need to fix the problem, which is the root, you know, whatever's making this happen. So we know that those things aren't the answer. Adding more fiber. Yes, it could be a temporary fix, but it's not really getting to the root of the problem it's not finding out what's real what the underlying causes are yeah so there are there are a number of causes right but there are two main ones Mm -hmm. for ibs so there's food sensitivities and then there's overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine or SIBO which we'll get into exactly Um, and (laughs) SIBO is one of those things I feel like for the longest time I would hear it and be like "Mm, yes yes indeed quite I had no idea what it's what it's for so don't worry you're gonna learn (laughs) you're just like I know I've heard of this but I'm no idea what that is no I'm just gonna pretend yeah (laughs) well you know what and even see if you don't know what it stands for, mm-hmm. you don't realize. I think I used to think it was spelled like S E E O, like SIBO. <laughs> I see you, Bo. Yeah, so yeah. it's small intestine bacterial overgrowth, right? Exactly. Yeah, so I finally got it, guys. Exactly. I know what it is. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. yeah so it's S I B O. Yeah. So those are two main causes. Um, and you definitely don't want to have an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine. Um, but something really interesting yeah. that I learned recently, just a about the small intestine, like the small intestine is where you absorb all your nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so much bigger than I thought it was because it fits in our little abdomen. But if you stretched it out, which gross, but if you could, (laughs) it would be the length of a tennis court. Can you believe that? Like that's inside of us. And then that's just shoved in like a pile of spaghetti. Like it just... A tennis uh, court. I know. It's amazing, but also I don't like it. Oh my gosh. Skeeving you out a little. You right? got a tennis court in there all mashed up in little like yeah. in this little tube. And Ashley passes out on the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, come back. Come back. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, it we is won't amazing talk though. About it. <laughs> it is amazing. Like what it does, how it absorbs the nutrients. And also the small intestine is the site of like 70 to 80% of our immune system, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. When you think about that, and when you, you know, we've all heard now, it's definitely, definitely household terminology to say health begins in the gut. Like if your Mm -hmm. gut's not healthy, then we're not healthy, but nothing could be truer because the majority of our immune system is there. Mm -hmm. And this is really interesting. Not only is it, as you said, if we stretched it out and looked at the surface area, the length of a tennis court, Mm -hmm. but also it's only one cell layer thick the walls that's insane i know so it's a little balloon so easy to pop no you're right because that lining because it's 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 a little bit fragile because it's only this one cell layer thick Mm -hmm. well i guess it's not fragile when it's healthy that i wouldn't i actually wouldn't use the word fragile Mm -hmm. but what happens is so many things in our lives 
can cause it to break down that lining. So things like stress. Hello, anybody have yeah. any stress? Raises both hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Puts the head down. Yeah. <laughs> so stress for sure. So we all have chronic stress that can start to break that cell lining down in our intestines. Too many antibiotics. Of course, we know that because that throws off the good bacteria, bad bacteria ratio, but it also can start to break the lining down. Mm -hmm. Things like this is a big one that people, a lot of us don't know about until it's too late. And that's uh, chronic use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or, you know, Advil, mm. ibuprofen, aspirin. So if you have chronic pain and you're using those all the time and you've heard, oh, that might be bad for your stomach. Yeah. Yep. It can cause stomach inflammation, but it also can completely shred your small intestine. Wow. Yeah. So that's a rough one. Like chronic use of pain, pain relievers, steroids, um, intestinal infections, and then diet and alcohol also play a really big role in the health of that lining. So if that lining starts to thin and break down, what happens is it is made of cells that are really, really tightly packed together. But when they get damaged, they start to kind of split apart just a little bit and make mm. these little tiny microscopic cracks. Mm -hmm. And then food and particles from our food that aren't broken down enough and particles from bacteria and other things that we ingest, they're not broken down enough and they can start to sneak through those cracks. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's that leaky gut. Mm -hmm. Which is something, again, I think people hear but aren't totally sure what that is, but not it, something you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then because that immune system is right there, then it has this massive reaction, right? So yeah. that's where we start to see a reaction that, has to, do, that yeah. has to do with what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So if the, your ecosystem, mm -hmm. like it has to be healthy for you to be healthy. Right. right, right. Yeah. So your gut bacteria, if it's out of balance, that's what makes you sick, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something really interesting is you have more, again, something that's interesting, but I don't love. You have more <laughs> bacterial DNA in your body than human DNA. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's like, crazy. You're 10 times more bacteria than you are a human. Ashley, you are one big germ. I'm one big germ. <laughs> That's so, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Let's tell the listeners like, you're a germ. You're, you're Have just a good a germ. day. You're 10 times more germ than human. So you just yeah. have to live with that fact yeah. now. Yeah. Or if someone makes you mad, just remember they're a germ. They're just a germ. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true. Yeah. And so there are like, there's good bacteria, there's bad bacteria, and then there's very bad bacteria. Yeah. which we do not want. Yeah. So one of the number one causes of IBS is when the bad guys take over. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that goes, so SIBO is kind of interesting. It's two things. It's, it's when, so that big long tennis court, the small intestine, mm -hmm. that's not supposed to have bacteria in it. It's the large intestine that mm -hmm. attaches to the small that has all the bacteria. So when it backs up in its small intestine, we have SIBO, but yeah. also another cause of gut, that ecosystem imbalance mm -hmm. is just when the bad guys take the upper hand. So they may mm -hmm. not necessarily even be in the small intestine, but when there are too many of them compared take to over. good guys, yeah, mm. they take over. And then that can also be a main cause that kind of goes hand in hand with SIBO, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So 
SIBO, and then that's called gut dysbiosis. Those are major symptoms. The major symptoms from those are bloating, especially in the evening, that feeling of being overly full after meals, even if you didn't eat that much. You know, have you ever had that where you ate very little and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm mm-hmm. so bloated. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do you, do you know what's so crazy? Those bacteria are actually their job, the good guys mm-hmm. and the bad guys, their job is to break down our food. So they're actually digesting our food. They're like, hey, thanks. <laughs> Doing little bring jobs. More, yeah, yeah, cute. Bring, bring a little more, uh, bring a little more potato chips here my <laughs> way today. Or I'm really liking that chocolate cake, right? right? But what happens is when they digest your food, they start to produce gas. And that's how we get so bloated and gassy. So if you've ever eaten something and you're like, I just feel like I just blew up like a balloon. That's actually what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Now the good news, there's really good news that SIBO and all of these things we're talking about, they can be, they can be cured. They can Mm -hmm. be completely dealt with. The first job, the first step is to test for them. So there's a SIBO breath test. So that's the first step. Um, and then if it's identified, there's a specific antibiotic that wipes it out. But I love this. There are peer reviewed journal articles that show very specific targeted herbals work just as well mm-hmm. as that antibiotic. Right. Yeah. The, the antibiotic is called rifaximin. And so that works within about 10 days, which is amazing. But mm-hmm. the herbals are shown to work just as well. That's awesome and probably so much better for your body as a whole yeah you would think yeah Yeah. right so that is really good news because it can be fixed it can be fixed hallelujah (laughs) right right yeah but the thing is though is that like it's not all patients are the same right it's not a one-size-fits-all we don't know like it's not the same cause for every single person necessarily right Um, so another major cause of ibs is food sensitivity so not not like necessarily allergies, like where you get the anaphylactic shock and you're like, you can't breathe, but it's like a low grade reaction to foods, like Mm. an inflammation that's just kind of constantly there because of foods that you're ingesting, you're sensitive to, and maybe you don't know. Yeah. Um, And that can cause so many chronic symptoms with IBS. And we see a lot of that here, don't we? Like at Integrative Wellness Center. We see, that's one of the main things we do see are food sensitivities. The crazy thing about food sensitivities, so many folks, so many clients have come in and they're like, I think I have food sensitivities, but I have tried cutting out everything and I'm not, nothing's working. But what's really important to keep in mind, Ash, is it can take up to three days for a food sensitivity reaction to kick in. Wow. Yeah. So then you might not even be able to figure out, you know, like, it's not like I just ate this and now I don't feel good. Exactly. It's like three days ago. So you have to really think back. I don't remember what I ate three days ago. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. So they'll come in and they'll be like, I've tried getting rid of gluten or dairy or eggs. I thought it was this. And then I gave it up and it didn't work. But if you only gave it up for three days and went back to it. It it wasn't a, it wasn't long enough because you might be getting the reaction from the day you gave it up. Yeah, which that's is so true. Really interesting. So, yeah, I mean that's a good tip because you have to stick with it if you're going to try to search for a food sensitivity. A- you know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so essential for us to personalize treatments. You mm-hmm. you said it so well. You said it. This is not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Even if someone has the same exact symptoms, there are very personal reasons. They're very unique reasons. So if you and I had the same exact symptoms, Mm. there are unique reasons why you have those versus why I have them. Yeah, it could be totally different. So even though the two main ones are food sensitivities and SIBO, there's there's others. There's a whole host of others. So it could be like you lack digestive enzymes to break down your food. So you're not even 
getting what you need from your food. Exactly. Um, you could lack stomach acid, which also breaks down your food. You get parasites, um, zinc or magnesium deficiency, heavy metal toxicity, mold exposure. That's not one that I ever would have connected with anything gut related. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I know you can tell us more about that. And then there's yeast overgrowth and like candida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just in a nutshell, those things, like especially, I, I love that you brought up the mold, but like the mold and the yeast, what they actually do is they start to destroy our gut. Mm -hmm. And so they, that's a very specific thing. Gut inflammation is a hallmark symptom of both of those things. So yeah, definitely not one size fits all. We definitely, when someone comes here, we definitely start doing a lot of detective work to yeah. find out what is the root cause. Is it SIBO? Is it food sensitivities? Do you have a yeast overgrowth? Is there mold exposure? Mm -hmm. What is it? And then, and then that helps us for each person to get to the bottom but of it. But it's so personalized. That's why people start to heal and feel better because you know they might have gone to doctors before and just got, oh, here's a Band-Aid, and it doesn't fix anything. It exactly. takes work. It takes investigating yeah. to figure out what's actually going on because no one's the same right. person. Right. Yeah. But I love that the fact that it's really not a mystery. Mm -hmm. We have the science. We have the understanding. And we even have what we need. We have the tools that we need to help people to help people get beyond this and to not to have to suffer with this anymore. So that's really great news. Of all the health health challenges we see here, gut issues are number one mm -hmm. by far. Food sensitivities, as you said, are a really big one. But I love that we have so many clients who come back after having really significant and, and distressing IBS symptoms. And they tell us, I don't have bloating anymore. I don't have the stomach pains I had or the digestive problems or the bathroom issues. So that's really, that's super fun and rewarding. Yeah. When they come back. And I love that. Yeah. That's so good. So we have kind of, there's like five steps we use to yeah. get people's health, gut health specifically back on track. So let's dive into those. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah. Um, and as far as like identifying food sensitivities, there is testing, um, but there's only like, there's certain ones that work better, right? Like there's certain ones yes. that you like. So tell us about some of the tests that you like to use here. I would love to. So I we are we use now my favorite of all time. I've used it's at least the third or fourth test that I have used to really help people identify food sensitivities. It's called the MRT mediator release test and what it looks at is an immune response to all these different foods, just mm -hmm. tons and tons of different foods and spices and additives. And then it gives this list that says, this is one of the things I love the most about it. So many IgG tests on the market, the ones that you'll find that you can order yourself or you can just order through this really random, <laughs> this really Super random. Sketch, yeah. yeah. It's like sand from <laughs> a weird beach. Wait, what, Ash? <laughs> Did you say did you say what I thought you said? <laughs> My brain is not Sand. here right now. I'll come back later. I was thinking of supplements for a second. I like jumped to a different part of the podcast. And I was thinking of like some sketch supplement that has sand in it instead of and then instead of vitamins. It was like it was like this out-of-body experience and I like floated up and I was like, wait, no. We're talking about the MRT right now. Oh my gosh. Your face, you were like, what? <laughs> Sand. 
testing. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ashley's brain is at the beach. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, back to the testing. Back to you, Lise. Not me anymore. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So we're, we're back to the testing. Some people buy them on their own. And there's some value to them, but they, they don't tell the whole picture. That's why I'm not a fan of them. But what I found is this MRT, it looks at the foods that you definitely can't eat for six months, the ones you can't eat for three months, and then the ones that you're really good with eating. So what it allows us to do is to customize a plan, a diet plan, where we, for the first few months, we focus on all the foods that that person's body are like, this is good for me. I love this. This causes me no problem. Then that gives us a chance to help them get their gut to heal. Then we slowly begin to add the other ones back and see what they're able to tolerate. Our goal is to add back as much as possible. So Mm -hmm. I love the MRT. It's my favorite hands down after for over five years testing people with different tests. This is the one. The best one. It's by far the best. By far. Yep. So that's the MRT. Yeah. And then as far as if maybe you, it's not in the budget to do testing because that can be expensive. It's very comprehensive. It's worth it, but it's expensive. Right. So there's something else you can do, which is kind of start testing yourself by elimination dieting. Um, Mm -hmm. It works really well. You just have to be patient with it because like you said, it could take three days for you to even get the symptom from the thing that you'd been eating. Yeah. So you have to, and you have to do kind of one thing at a time because if you eliminate multiple things that you're suspicious of, then you might not know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you might not know which one. Yeah. So I, I guess you could maybe work backwards and then start like adding back in certain ones, I guess, to see if that's what it was. But I think it makes the most sense to eliminate one at a time. Yes. Um, and then that does help. I don't know if you agree with this, but I would say like a food journal would be really important for that right because then you can keep track of how you even felt i don't remember you know Mm -hmm. like what did i eat a week ago how did i feel and if you write down this is what i ate this is how i felt kind of like a you could even star your day like one to five stars how am i feeling and i think that can work really well i i love that you brought that up because even with the mrt when we run it Mm -hmm. we always do an initial survey Mm -hmm. initial symptom survey because we don't remember So we have people write out, these are my symptoms, and we have very specific questions. But you can do that with an an elimination diet as well. These are my symptoms, and this is how severe they are, and this is when they happen. Mm -hmm. And then I've eliminated. I'm even good if someone is wants to eliminate up to like three foods as long as what I don't like is like what you said, then we when we add them back, we can only add back one at a time and wait. Mm -hmm. But if we eliminate too many, what's there left to eat even? Mm-hmm. And then it's very hard to stick with it. Right. So you make a great point. We have to limit that at first so that yeah. you're not starving to death because <laughs> yes. that doesn't help either. You won't feel good either way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But back to the food journal, it's key, Ash. And I'm so glad you brought it up because then after eliminating foods for three weeks, four weeks, then we do the symptom diary again. Mm -hmm. And you can see the changes. It's really cool. There have been so many times someone sat across (laughs) from me and they're like, I don't really know if I've noticed a big difference after a month. And I'll say, okay, well, how about those rashes you wrote that you were getting that were really, really bad on your arms? Oh, you know what? They're gone. gone. How about that bloating you got at night with that sharp pain you would get like right before bed? Oh, wait, I forgot I had that. How and then we forget. Yeah. And then we're just like, this yeah. is my normal, which is good. We want them to feel better. But then some people don't even remember how bad they felt. Wait, it's human nature. We yeah. just don't. Like, how about yeah. that joint pain that was a 7 out of 10? 
oh, you know what? My knees, you're right. <laughs> I mean, that happens. That is classic. I yeah. see it. So it's really important to write those down. I love that you brought that up. But that is a great way that if just, you know, it's not in the diet to do a test yet. Absolutely. You can start on your own. But I love that you said you have to be patient because if you jump back too soon, you're not going to see anything. Yeah. And just an aside, I have a severe gluten sensitivity. And when we were mm -hmm. taking Brynn back to school a few weeks ago, I got glutened at a Mexican restaurant. I thought I, I was got safe. Glutened. I love how you say that. Like <laughs> I totally got glutened, Ash. Oh my gosh. And it was, I, I, it was funny because when I was eating the food, I was like, I don't, something in my body is telling me, I don't think this is good for me. But I didn't know I got glutened mm -hmm. until later that night. And what happens is I get a very rapid onset of very severe eczema on my hands. And Crazy how your yes. body immediately protests. Immediately. Yeah. Now, it, it used to be much more delayed for me. It's very immediate. Now I have this very strong immune response. And I, my finger, some of them will literally double in size and they'll start to mm. crack open and bleed immediately. That's awful. I know. And then I get swollen glands up my arm. So to keep, the reason so I, sorry. oh, it's awful. I, so it was three weeks ago, my finger, you can see it. Do you see how this finger? Yeah. It's still red and yeah, yeah oh, it's just please. starting to heal. And I still have the glands up my arm, but I tell you all this just to say, even when doing an elimination diet or doing the MRT and then following the diet, it may take weeks for the inflammation response to start to calm down mm -hmm. and those symptoms start to heal. Yeah. So yeah, just something to keep in mind. For sure. Yeah. And so definitely uh, food sensitivity, number one, we look at that. Next we look at is there SIBO? And if there's SIBO, what we want to do is get that bacteria out of that mm -hmm. small intestine and Kick back it where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. Get back in your place. Exactly. So we rule out SIBO. If it's there, then we help through diet and supplements mm -hmm. to get them back on track. And then after doing that, uh, it's really, really popular. So, you know, it's kind of like a garden ash. If we just wiped everything out and didn't replant anything, yeah. what's going to grow? Weeds. Weeds, exactly. <laughs> so we got to go back in there and plant the good plants. So what we do is go back and then we repopulate the the digestive tract with good probiotics. Mm -hmm. We use prebiotics, which are the food for the probiotics. You know one we love here. It's the one with the really oh long name. Oh my names. gosh, yeah. I'm always yeah. like, <laughs> I literally can't even say it. Yeah. I'm always like, do it over here. This guy, <laughs> is that the one you're looking for? That's what you say to clients when they're like, <laughs> yeah. Lisa like said I need <laughs> The gut health thing. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, and it is a really, it's a tongue twister, but it is called Saccharomyces boulardii. So if you are looking. Saccharomyces that's like That's what I hear. <laughs> that's it's what like my brain is. Charlie means. Brown's teacher, blah, 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 blah. I should just start slipping that in for people like, oh, you need this Saccharomyces and see if they notice. Oh, no. You should do that. You should start to say, oh, she said a sack of bologna. I'll go get the sack of bologna. I, I love it. so smart. You are. You oh, no. no, not at all. You You're going to be like, why does she yeah. work here? No, no. She, don't let her fool you. She's brilliant. Oh, gosh. She is. But anyway, back to the sack of bologna. If you are, if... If you are looking for a probiotic and you do have gut issues, that's a great one. And a lot of times I really do care about brands. You know, I, you know, this Ash with mm -hmm. supplements, I'm very brand, brand specific. Oh yeah. You want to make sure they work. Like you're very, you're very careful about that. You're yeah. Not just 
recommending stuff that yeah. might not even do anything. Yeah, like, oh, just go to the big box store and buy yeah. vitamin B. No, yeah. no, don't do that Please ever. <laughs> no, but with Saccharomyces boulardii, if you buy a reputable reputable brand, <laughs> it's hard for me to get that out, um, then you'll be good. I don't really have one that I love, but I just make sure it's from a good health food store that does yeah. their homework. And yeah, then you're in good help. That's good. You're in good, yeah, you're in good shape then. Yep. So that's what we do. And then we just, we replace, so of our five steps, the last one is then we just make sure we replace deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Some other things that can be really helpful are certain vitamins. Um, vitamin A is very helpful. Vitamin D is very helpful. Zinc. Uh, I absolutely love L-glutamine for healing the gut because that's like the main fuel of the gut. So mm -hmm. that'll go in and start to heal it too. So those are our five steps. That's awesome. Ash, Just that it yeah. can be healed. And I know we've had here a number of people that have like really been helped and they've healed from this. And yes. one, there's one client in particular I'm thinking of who had like active bleeding in the bowel mm -hmm. for like more than 10 years. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's such yeah. a long time. And then doctors just want to do a Band-Aid solution. They're not looking at root cause. Yeah. Um, but the client came to you and now they're doing great, which oh, is amazing. Yeah. She's, oh, that just, it makes me so happy when you and I've talked about this, but when she first came in, she, her, her skin coloring was gray yeah. for sure. And she said she'd been bleeding for well over 10 years daily. Mm. And I just, I think I had to pick my jaw up off the desk and say, like, how are you upright? Like, right. How? <laughs> like, what are your doctors doing? What are mm -hmm. they saying? And she said, well, they want to put me on super strong medications. They've had me on, on steroids for a really long time. So we did have to really work. It was a journey, mm -hmm. but yeah, now she's, she's not bleeding anymore. And sure. She's rosy pink. And yeah. yeah. Looking great. Yeah. Looking great and doing really, really well. And just that's so rewarding. I love that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Okay, well, that Ash, that about wraps up our IBS talk today. Yeah. So we will. Um, if you have any other, that was a question from some clients to ask us to hey do a do a show on that. Help us out. Yeah, it's so, a really common issue. Exactly. So please pass your questions and your thoughts and what you'd like to hear because we love talking with each other and with you about what's important to you mm -hmm. so please send us your thoughts yes, and questions recommendations absolutely and until next time stay pretty well bye bye